0: Hey, Joey. It is kind of a dreary day here in Indiana. You are in Chicago. Uh, what's it like there? It is there?
1: a dreary day. It is a dreary day here as well. It is gray. It is rainy. It is cold. It is Chicago. What it's do you expect? It's fall.
0: I know. I'm it's finally fall. glad to have a little bit of a cooler, like some cooler temperatures, but I yes. feel like we missed some 70 degree weather. So I'm hoping that comes back.
1: Yeah, we went from 80s to 60s.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, Joey, uh, thanks for taking some time out of your conference schedule to be able to record Cut for Time. Um, why don't you give us a quick flyover version of your sermon, what you preached from this past weekend, if you can't please everybody.
1: If you can't please everybody. So we were looking at Galatians 1.10, just one verse, of course, looking at it in its, its bigger context in Galatians Uh, And it's Paul basically saying, well, he's pushing back on the accusation that he'd gotten that he's a people pleaser, that that's a specific like category of compromiser of the Jewish law. And he's saying, look, no, that that's not me. I can understand why you think that it's not me. That's not what makes you happy with me, my preaching or my strict stance on the gospel and what it, what it is in its core. He says, but it's also not what makes God happy with me either or approve of me. And it, know through the rest of the letter we read as he keeps talking about justification by faith alone like this is the basis on which god approves of me not not how many people i manage to convince or how strictly i get the doctrine right or anything like that and so for us we had the same kind of question facing us is when we live out the gospel when we communicate the gospel are we trying to soften it to make people happy or are we depending on um our own beliefs or our own activity thinking that's the thing that makes God happy or are we truly resting in the gospel itself I mean there's a huge difference between believing in Jesus and believing in your beliefs in Jesus and that that's there's a world of difference between the two and how it works out in our lives so that's basically what Sunday was about
0: can you go ahead and finish the sentence that you're like of your sermon title
1: can you oh, can't yeah. please
0: everybody dot dot dot
1: then that was a reference to a song from the 70s that I don't know how many people got because I only talked to one person who got it. If you can't please everyone, then you got to please yourself. So- Do you wanna sing it? You know? No, no, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, we'll Uh, we'll just, you can edit it in right here.
0: (laughs) I'll have to pay royalties, Uh, I'm sure, so. Yeah, just
1: play the chorus. Uh, um, yeah. So it's, it's that sense of like, okay, if you can't, so what, what is Paul doing? Right. If you can't please everyone, he's saying, I'm not a people pleaser. I can't please everyone. Then you have to please who yourself, God. That was a question I wanted to, to lay out there. And uh, ultimately, I think the answer was well, you can't please anyone, yourself or people or God through your actions. God is pleased with us because of what Jesus has done on our behalf. And that's, that's it. Bottom line.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, So Joey, is there anything else you wanted to add to, you know, the message of your sermon that you had to cut for time or something that you'd like us to keep in mind as we study the
1: book of Galatians? Yeah. So as we study uh, through Galatians, like there's a lot of heat coming off of these verses. Like Paul is in some ways, I think appropriately like incensed, (laughs) not just at the, uh, the Galatian churches abandoning the gospel, trying to add law back into a covenant keeping, Jewish covenant keeping back into the good news of the Messiah. But um, he's also being personally attacked and responding to it. So with all of the heat coming off of these verses, I think there's two things we need to keep in mind. One thing that I I, I had jotted some notes about it did not include in the sermon uh, was, so Paul is saying here, like, he's not a people pleaser. He can't make people happy with the preaching of the gospel. But that doesn't automatically mean that if we're offending people that we are therefore preaching the gospel right the knowing that the message is offensive doesn't give us license to be offensive in how we present the message it it doesn't follow to say like hey i i must be preaching the gospel because people are mad at me like people can be mad at you for a whole lot of reasons (laughs) and maybe just because you're a jerk in the way you talk about Jesus online or the way you interact with people or the way you assume people are idiots because they can't understand your perspective or stuff like that. So that's one thing to keep in mind, just because the message will offend doesn't mean the messenger needs to be offensive in order to be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is this verse is often pulled out Galatians one ten as uh, you know, and, and treated just on its own as a, as an easy, Uh, either or statement. Am I trying, am I seeking the approval of men or of God? Right. So it's one or the other. And I was trying to argue in the sermon. I don't think that's what Paul's getting at. I think he's saying, am I trying to seek the approval of men or of God? Like the answer is no, not on either because nothing he does can make God happy. Nothing he does is making people happy in terms of his, his preaching. It's easy to read that verse as an either, or when we read it all by itself. But, of course, Galatians 110 comes after 1 9 and before 111, and in the context of the whole book. So, it's something I've been trying to do as we've started preparing for this series and are now preaching through it is uh, read through or listen through the entirety of Galatians on a regular basis. Um, a couple of days ago, I just listened to Galatians twice in a row. It t- t- takes about 20 minutes to go through it once. So, when you're driving somewhere or uh, when you're going on a walk or whatever you're doing in the morning or evening, whatever, winding down, Um, just listen the whole thing through. And if you do it regularly, like daily or a couple of times a week, and you don't have to sit down and like really focus on it each time. Because each time as you're listening to it, different things are going to catch you and you're going to hear repeated themes and words, understand why, oh, you know, 110 makes sense because of what he says in like 6.15 and 6.21 or whatever. I'm just throwing out random numbers. Don't go double checking me there. But um, because of what he says in chapter six about, you know, I wish these people who are troubling you would, go ahead and do this to themselves. And if I were really trying to please people, I would be saying this and things like that. It it all comes, you know, you realize how much of the letter is one long thought and how the pieces all fit together if you continually listen to the pieces in the context of the whole. So
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I'd say church, let's uh, throughout this, the duration of this series, let's uh, practice, you know, uh, contextual reading. I don't know, is that a thing? uh, synoptic reading where you see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, read the whole, read all of Galatians all the way through a couple of times a week for the next couple of months. And you'll, you'll be much better prepared each week when we look at a specific passage to understand it in the whole
0: hmm Is there something to listening to the passages or listening to the book of Galatians versus reading it? You were mentioning that you enjoy or have been listening to it. What mm-hmm. do you think is different between the two?
1: Um, reading, when you read something, you are creating the intonation yourself. You're, so you're Mentally emphasizing different words or thoughts or feelings in the words as you read them. Um, when you hear someone else read it, you are hearing their sort of intonation and their personal take on on the passage. Um, so that can jolt you in ways that you don't expect. You know, if you if you have only ever read Galatians one ten as, am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? you know, then you're only ever going to hear it as an either or, but if you hear somebody say in their reading of it, am I seeking the approval of men or of God, then it jolts you for a second. Like, oh wait, that's, he's saying it differently than I've always heard it in my head. Um, So I think that can help us, um, A, listen for different emphases than our own regular emphasis, but also B, listening to it sort of lets you tune in and out in what I think are productive ways because your, your mind is still making connections between different parts as you're listening even if you're not consciously thinking where does that relate to this and that relate to that because you can be sort of listening slash half listening and then something in chapter five is gonna pop up and you're go oh yeah that sounded a lot like something back in chapter two or, or something like that um, so I think listening is a good good practice for uh pulling i was gonna say pulling away from the text that's not what i mean Um, for sort of observing the text without interpreting it yourself as you read Mm -hmm. the one thing i would say don't do is don't listen to it while also having the words in front of you okay um there's studies that have shown actually that if you are listening to something while looking at the words you you most of your attention and memory goes to how the person read it instead of what they were saying. You actually retain mm-hmm. less yeah, yeah. of it than if you do if you do both than if you just read or just listen. That makes sense.
0: Okay, well, a yeah. follow-up question then, when people read yeah. scripture in church, yeah. we're asking people to take out their bibles. I don't know, should we be saying Why are we asking listen. them to take out their yeah, bibles? Yeah. I
1: don't know. You know, every once in a while I'll say, "Hey, just close your eyes and listen," especially if it's poetry. Yeah. Um, like if we're in the Psalms or something like that, uh, you know, I think in that context, it's still beneficial because it's doing other things like teaching yeah. Bible literacy and how do you find the passage and, uh, the reading along with it. But I'll admit, you know, listening to pastor Jeff read, uh, Galatians one, six through 10. Um, what do I remember from his reading? I remember when he switched two words in order okay. second hour. And I remember when he skipped a word first hour.
0: Okay. Well, I was going to just bring that up and say, um, what do I remember about pastor Jeff's reading was, um, was his intonation. I was not looking at the passage as I was listening to it. And, Mm -hmm. um, it sounded like he was heartbroken. Like he was like grieving a little bit or just sad or like, yeah, I'm just so astonished or like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just was really deep, um, deeply felt. And, um, I was wondering if you coached him to read the Are You Seeking Approval of Men or of God. Did you coach him to read that in a certain way so it could maybe stand out to people? Or did you have him read it the way he would think of it to read?
1: Uh, yeah, we met a few minutes before the service. And I was like, hey, here's where I'm going in the sermon. So if you could read this with this intonation, that would, that would help. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's so a right. good
1: collaboration there.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, Joey. So my last question is, what can we do to be prepared for next week's sermon? You are preaching yeah. for the third time in row in this, you know, start of the series. How can we be prepared?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so read ahead. Um, we're covering a big chunk this next week. It's uh, Galatians 1 11 through chapter two, verse 14. It's Paul's giant autobiographical sketch. Um, so basically what he's, he's done is he's, he's arguing for the authenticity and the authority of his gospel message saying it wasn't, it didn't come from anyone, any other person came directly from Jesus. Um, and then he's going to tell that story. Like, how did that happen? How did he verify his message that what he heard from Jesus was accurate? Did the, the leaders in Jerusalem add anything to him or not? Uh, We're going to dig into a lot of the social and political pressures that are on the South Galatian community at the time. Um, But I would just say, read that whole autobiographical section, 111 to 214, maybe read Acts 13 and 14 to get some of the context um, from Luke's perspective, but um, just read ahead, be ready because every single time Paul digs into his own biography, um, he does it for the sake of our growth. And hour learning. Um, it's never self-aggrandizement or anything like that. He's always saying like, hey, you, you should you could learn from this. Um, so here's what to learn. So uh, yeah, just uh, read ahead and be prepared because we're gonna cover a lot in one week.
0: Okay, super. thanks, Joey. Thanks for your time. We'll hear yeah, back no from you this time next week. We'll be back recording cover time. And we look forward to it.
1: Yeah, me too. Sounds great.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.